previously on Creek Chat. Jack discovers that he is not quite as welcome at the fraternity as he once thought. Dude, it's almost like the guy is like closeted and doesn't want to come out. Does Jack move back into Graham? Thankfully, there's a duo that's at least having themselves a good old time. Then we move into my favorite part of this whole thing, and that's the Pacey and Audrey element. Pacey and Audrey. And that's when Audrey pops in, and she's like, yeah, but also don't forget that you want me. So, like, hello. Plus, Joe's got this high anxiety because she's trying to figure out if she loves Pacey or Dawson or school or Professor Wilder. But Joey, she's not so worried about that because she's got a taste for the Wilder side. Do you think there is going to be something between Joey and Professor Wilder? I'll tell you right now, it will not surprise me if Joey totally fucking blows this guy. Why don't you go do something wild, girl? I feel like they feel like they probably aren't going to fuck. Not a lot of death in this show. You don't have to wait, cause every Monday we are back with a new episode of the show Crew Chat. Welcome to 50 Randy Quaid's Presents Creek Chat. I'm your host, JT Sexy Squid Money. And with me, the most humble co-host in the universe. Yeah, it's me. It's the one and only Chucky B. And what we're here to do for you, fine listeners, is discuss episodes 13 through 15, season 5 of Dawson's Creek. You know, that's right. And if you're new, if you're old, if you're somewhere in between, just remember that we always love you. Yeah, LOL. Lots of love. You gotta give it, get it, got it. Good, good, good. good. That was actually good. Let's hear if your predictions for this week's three-pack were good, Chucky B. How you feeling about them? You remember what they were? Because I sure don't. I remember, I think, one that I'm pretty sure I hit a home run on. Well, what I really like is in this new setup we've got going where I just give you all three titles or it kind of works out that way and you just give me a whole run-on sentence of predictions is I've just got like half a page of shit that you predicted right here. Uh, For those at home, I'm showing Chuck via the camera how much I've typed out from his predictions. And I'm going to read them all to you right now. All right, so something is happening with Gene and Joey, and it's getting increasingly more naughty, I guess. Oh, home run. I don't think that they're going to fuck yet, but I think they're going to end up kissing at some point in the next three-pack. Double home run. Something is going to happen where the sexual energy picks up. I think they're gonna basically fuck before the end of the three pack like they're not going to but it's gonna be like they're almost about to and the three pack ends and i would i would i would argue and we won't get into specifics now but she was leaving maybe because she was on her way there leaving that atm to go back to wilder's place and we'll get into more of the details later, but I'd say it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that she was going to fucking bed down with Gene Wilder that very evening. 
We'll talk later. Yeah. Let's get back to your predictions. Dawson has fully entered the freak film school, and he is working on some new, different projects. And I have a feeling home he's going to be friends with Oscar. You need to let run. me finish the sentence. So that's one home run. New, different projects with Oscar. Boom, home run. He'd be a welcome secondary character. I think Jen's radio career is going good. Her relationship, for the most part, is going good. Uh, that's sure. I think it's Home I think run. it's mostly dealing with I think the big drama from this three pack is going to deal with Joey and Gene Wilder though. <laughs> so you just wanted to circle back, let everyone know like that's the big deal. <laughs> Pacey and Audrey, I think that this is happening for sure. <laughs> oh, run. The only way I think it doesn't work out is if their chemistry is too good. I haven't gotten there Jack yet. is, I think it's possible Jack moves back into Grams's momentarily, and we'll see if, I think eventually he'll end up moving back into the frat house. They keep Jack in the frat, but they keep it so secondary, he basically only acts like a bro around Dawson, when Jen's not there, and Pacey, when Joey and Jen aren't there around, like, basically, he'll be a bro around the bros, otherwise he's just gonna try to be a quote-unquote gay Jack. I guess I definitely was wrong on the whole Jack thing. Yeah. I, I, well, I couldn't have predicted that Goatee was going to be like, hey, man. Yeah. I mean, well, had this left off in a different breakdown of episodes, you might have maybe gotten enough information to think it was headed in that direction. But we'll talk about that. Let's hear the actual breakdowns for these episodes, and then we'll break it down. Episode 13, Something Wilder. As Dawson starts film school, Jen's newfound happiness jeopardizes her radio show. Joey finds herself with two dinner dates and a difficult choice to make. Uh, that was a pretty good breakdown, actually. Uh, episode 14, Guerrilla Filmmaking. As Dawson struggles to direct a classmate's script. Oliver, man, drop that fucking name. You're gonna just call him a classmate? Like, that feels insulting to me already. I like Oscar. Oliver. Whatever. See, you even got me Oscar. all fucked up here. I, it's funny because I even have it written down. No, his name is Oliver, but we call him Oscar. You've called him Oscar. When I say we, I say But now we. you got me doing it. Now you got me off track. Here we go. Joey confronts her feelings about Professor Wilder. And then episode 15, Downtown Crossing. Joey helps a mugger who robbed her just before he was hit by a car. Yeah, I got things to say about that. Let's episode. save all the things we have to say about that episode until we get to that episode. Because you know I do too. I can sum it up in three words. Do you want to... Let's save those to the end. That's a tease to our lovely listeners. Chuck's got three words. Well, I mean, like, these three words don't even really talk about it. Really, it's just kind of my feeling. And I feel like I'll say them a bunch more then. But here's a little teaser for that episode. What the fuck? It's probably a good starting point. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Let's talk about something wilder first. Now, Chuck, I want to point to the sheet and i want to make sure it's something you've accused me of in the past that i'm i'm diminishing certain characters by leaving them off now i purposely left pacey and audrey off of any of those three breakdowns i've picked because nothing really happens to them they're kind of there just guiding along other people's shit it's funny that you say that because i actually wrote down another dash of stuff JT left out. It's not stuff I left out. It's things that fit into other bubbles without break, weighing this down with Pacey and Audrey being in everybody's group. Because that's the thing. They kind of float through all of the happenings and they have an impact on those. But it isn't really about them progressing their own story. It's about kind of being involved in other people's. So I'm not diminishing here. 
I only have two bullet holes for it. Okay. <laughs> and one of them is that they carpool the work or that they're going to carpool the work. So that is a very key bit of building background information on what eventually it's, happened. It's in my notes under the Joey Wilder and Elliot section because Pacey shows up at the dorm room to get Audrey. And that's my other bullet point I have for them when when uh, they're talking and Joey's like, I have a social life and... Uh, Pacey and Audrey just both look at each other like, yeah, uh, no, you don't. Well, let's set the scene here. So to start off. And it's like they are perfectly in lockstep with each other on that. And it's just like foreshadowing what's going to eventually happen. And we'll we'll get to them again later in this episode. So we're going to start out here with the whole Joey Wilder with a side of Elliot situation that bubbles through these next two. Well, no, it comes to a head in the next one. So Joey and Elliot start out, they're hanging out together. They're talking about some literature or whatever. And he's like, listen, girl, the only reason you like Wilder's book is because you want to suck his dick. And she's like, and she's like, nah, man, creepy or creepy Ethan. I love you. I actually wrote down creepy Ethan and then I realized his name was Elliot. It doesn't matter. And I just started writing E. You've gotten very few characters names correct. So it's not even a problem for me at this point. I know who you mean when you say Ethan and especially when you say creepy creepy ethan but so the thing is he asked her out for friday night and she's like yeah i guess i ain't got nothing going on i'll go out on friday night because i i know she seemed like she was super she did actually i'm kind of downplaying it it gets overshadowed though because when she's walking later elliot comes up to her again on campus and he's like so i just wanted to check and see like like is indian food good and all that like he's being real wants to make sure the details are right but then wilder comes up and he's like, yo, Joey, this project is done, and the whole group's going to dinner on Friday. You going to be there? And Joey's like, oh, you know I'm going to be there, dog. And then she's like, oh, fuck. I got this other date with Creepy Ethan. And she's like, well, I mean, his name is Creepy Ethan. I should probably just tell him I'm sick. Well, hold on, because you skipped over a big part of what I wanted to point out when you jumped ahead to the Pacey and Audrey in the dorm room scene. Because it's another one of those throwbacks to other episodes. And this one is especially a throwaway. Because Audrey really, really wants to see Joey fuck Wilder. She's all about it. And I don't remember exactly what she says. But she's like, something about sleeping with an older professor. And Pacey's like, oh yeah, been there, done that. It's good. And it's just yeah, like... it's funny. It's just like this joke that... Well, at this point, what is it? what matters? No, and I'm not saying it matters. Okay. But it's just like one of those things that sleeping with... Miss Jacobs has become a punchline the freshman year of college for everyone else and his yeah. freshman year of chefing. It is pretty funny. And Audrey obviously doesn't give a fuck about it, like, which is a good thing because Audrey doesn't give a fuck about much. But then, yes, Elliot shows up again, though, because it's not just her, like, pretending to be sick. He just shows up again. He'd be like, I wanted to, like, see if 7 is better than 7.30. Like, so I'm just going to show up and, like, ask you in person, like, is 7 better? Like, maybe we should just go now. And she's like, oh, <coughs> <laughs> I'm sick. No, I'm the funny sick. Thing creepy. Is, is she didn't even creepy like, Ethan. I'm so. Uh, she didn't even uh, act like she was no, sick. She, she's just like she's just like, hey, um, I'm not feeling good. She just acted. So she acted like I herself. can't go tonight. Oh god. I'm really sorry, but I just can't go. And then. I after that after she says that I was like because like creepy Ethan's just like all right I gotta get out of here then. He's like, yeah maybe some other time and she's like oh yeah creepy Ethan absolutely some other time 
but I'm not sick. But these illnesses just kind of pop up, you know? I mean, whenever Gene wants to fuck. Well, so she goes out to that dinner, and they're leaving, and everyone's splitting, but she sticks back behind with with Wilder. And he's like, yo, girl, what you up to? She's like, I'll go back to the dorm. She's like, well, ain't that a coincidence, baby girl? Because that's the way I'm headed. And he offers her his elbow, and she fucking takes it. And I'm like, oh, no. Joey Potter. I don't remember how this plays out, but it seems like you're making some awfully adult decisions. Yeah, and it was, it just seemed like it was game on after he was like, oh, no, I don't have a wife and kids. Yeah, because they're talking about his book, and she's like, like, I didn't think that the girl in the book, I didn't picture that's how your wife would be, because she assumed that's who the character was modeled on. And he's like, I don't have a wife or kids either. I just make that up to get out of shit. Yeah, he's like, I just say that so I don't have to do things. But this is where things get real seductive, and Joey's definitely like, putting on the eyes because he's talking about the girl in the book and he's like yeah she was crazy and that's some shit you want when you're 21 but you don't want it when you're older and then joey's like oh yeah gene what do you want when you're old do you want 18 year old girls he's like is that what you want i want some coffee how about you girl so they go and get some coffee and then they sit down by the water i wrote down i was like oh shit they're going to get coffee because, like, one, for me, I was like, that means they're going to be out in public, right? That's a little weird to see that, right? They've been out in and, public. I think keeping it out in public makes it less weird because then you're telling everyone, like, this isn't a date. Because at this point, it's not like they're holding hands. It's not like they're kissing. It's not like they're being overly coupley in a way that could get either of them or him in trouble. Well, they go... And they sit down on some bench enjoying their coffees. And they start talking about the boy and her story. And she's like, well, the right guys never make your stomach flip-flop. It's like, well, who who makes your stomach flip-flop, Joey Potter? Well, people who shouldn't. And I, they both have the same voice in my iteration of this, um, obviously. Well, they end up fucking kissing right here on this bench. Yeah, I was like, oh, fucking shit but then it gets weird very quickly oh i think my other thing was that fucking i thought creepy ethan was gonna fucking see him out oh i see and not necessarily be like oh you're with gene wilder too but be like be like oh you dumped me to go hang out with a teacher and some book club if you're looking to bring ethan back into the mix which again at this point i don't remember if they do or not then that's the call to make no they obviously didn't because she says in like the next one that she broke up with creepy Ethan when she brought back his NyQuil and fucking Viking. Well, she gets back to her dorm after kissing fucking Wilder and it being weird as hell. And she finds a cash basket from fucking Elliot by her front door. And she's like, God damn it, man. You can tell she feels bad about what she's done, yeah. but not like so bad that she doesn't keep doing what she's doing. Well, yeah, because she's like, nah, dude, I'm not really all that interested. Like, we can be friends, but I don't really, like, want to date you. Sometimes to do what you want to do, you got to hurt some people along the way. But you just got to be tactful about it. And I feel like Joey was probably nice when, like you said, she goes in to the room. Audrey's doing yoga, and she's like, um, so here's the deal. I kissed Wilder, and I dumped Ethan. And Audrey falls over. She's like, excuse me, Joey Potter? Yeah. And Joey's all like, yeah, I don't want to be one of those people who's obsessed with Wilder like every other girl. And Audrey's like, uh, too late. You have been for a while. You realize that, right? 
She was like, fuck. She's like, nah, nah, man. Not for real. She's like, yeah, bitch, for real. And Joey's like, damn, girl. And then she says he's a 20 out of 10 kisser. I don't fucking get it. You don't have to get it. He's not for you. No, yeah. I mean, I just, I I don't understand people, man. You don't have to either. Sometimes people are ununderstandable. Let's talk about Jack's situation right quick, right? Because Jen shows up at the frat house and she's got some mail that she happens to have already read. Boom. Academic probation. You on probation of academics. Yeah. And he's more concerned about playing pool. And he's like, listen, Jen, you can play pool with me or you can get the fuck out of here. But I don't give a shit about academic probation. I got this shit handled. And she's like, fine, bitch. I'm out of here. But I'm sorry that I'm not sorry that I read your fucking mail, bitch. Yeah. And he's all like, he's like, yeah, beer me. So they're at the frat house, and he tells head bro, he's like, yo, check it out, man. I'm on academic probation. It ain't no big deal. I'm, I'm just chilling. And head bro gets icy as shit. He's like, bro, bro, listen, bro. You got to understand that's not cool, bro. Yeah, bro. You're brought here because of your grades, bro. Your grades and your gays. So if you ain't got both of them, you ain't here. You ain't got none of them. Bro. And, well, Jack's, Jack being a smartass. And you're just a mistake, bro. Jack being like a smartass. He's like, yeah, well, I don't see you studying, man. And dude's like, yeah, because I'm not on academic probation. And Jack still has this look on his face like he can't believe his bro is just stabbing him in the back. And it's like I've said before, and I don't think this is definitely on Jack's misunderstanding of things. It's about the house at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I wrote in there. I was like. I was like, man, it's the house. House always wins. It's been his fundamental misunderstanding of the frat system from the beginning. It's not a brotherhood that's unconditional. It absolutely has conditions. It has to have conditions because it can only operate if the university allows it to operate. And if you got people fucking flunking out and dropping out all the time, it's a bad look on you and they're going to shut you down. He's supposed to give the house a good name and or a better name and instead now he's dragging the name through the mud i hate to sit here and defend the frat and i don't mean to i wish you could just abolish the fucking frat in general but if you're gonna sign up for the game you gotta fucking know the rules you gotta know the rules and if you're not gonna follow them you gotta know how to break them without getting caught yeah that's the fucking way it works but jack if, if jack gets this whole situation fucked up the whole time so he gets back later, the head bro does, and he's like, listen, man, I don't want to apologize. I was so harsh earlier. It's all good. Let's do it up right later. And Jack still seems kind of pissed, but he's like, yeah, bro, let's do it up right later. Let's get fucking drunk, bro. Let's get drunk, bro. And Jack decides and to then, get like, real And then he gets drunk. an A on his quiz. Well, yeah, that's when he was talking to him. He was showing it off. Yeah, okay, no. So I don't know because I I was going to go back and rewatch the scene with like subtitles on so i could like read what was actually being said but i just went like back and listened to it like twice and he could have said something else but i could have swore that the head boy congratulates jack and then says let's go chat boys i'm gonna say that's not what he said but i don't know what he said because like i was like I was like, shit, did I hear that right? And then I rewind it, and I think I hear the same thing again, and then I rewind it, and I think I hear the same thing again. All I know is this. I put in quotes, he uses the phrase, do it up right tonight. That's what I know he said for sure. Outside of that, I don't know. But anyway, they go to the bar, 
and go. And he, Jack's getting drunk by himself at the bar. He's still sullen and resentful, obviously. And Goatee just loves ribbing. Well, yeah, him. he comes up and he's fucking ribbing him about academic probation. And Jack's like, "Bro, how'd you find out about that? What's up all this gossip bullshit around here?" And this is when he says for the first time, "It's like, oh, so this is a conditional brothership now. Like, it only you guys only like me if I've got good grades." Um, and so he's all real pissed off. And the next time we see him, he's fucking hammered. Like, Jack has gotten himself a good old drunk on. And Head Bro comes up, and he's like, yo, bro, I'm going to teach you a lesson. And, yo, you, bro, you just got to learn to walk the line. And it's all good. And Jack's like, fuck you, bro. Fuck you, bro. And that's when dude is first like, you know, this is how it always has been. It's fucking house comes first, dog. And this is when we see Goatee in the background. And all the other frat bros are, like, getting riled up, like Head Bro is. But Goatee's got this look of concern on his face. Like, he doesn't like how this is going right now. And I was like, hmm, interesting. They're planting a seed for something here that I'm kind of starting to remember as I'm watching this. And that's when Head Bro comes in. I, I also wrote down, though, that Jack is, like, kind of a drama king. Two, you're not wrong, but we also remember we're watching a teen drama. So yeah, that's I part of the it. game. But here's to my point, and I didn't even remember this happened later, but when I was talking earlier about cooter calling ladies and like something about jack that whole thing we were talking about well fucking what really sets jack off here is when head bro talks to the like he turns around and he makes an aside to all the other frat bros he's like man it's like talking to a chick and that's when jack gets fucking pissed he throws a chair and he gets up he's like you want to say that to my face man and this is when pacey and audrey come in and they're trying to break it up because I didn't even realize until this point that they were at civilization. No, yeah, I didn't realize it either. So they get up and they're trying to break it up. And there's like throw swearing at each other, whatever. And Jack punches him in the face because why not? And the dude comes in and he gets him a couple good times in the gut. And then Jack ends up like cutting his hand on a glass that he breaks. And then all yeah. the frat bros roll out. Like just fucking utter chaos in civilization. And Jack's world is just upside down. And then uh, Pacey asks him if it's uh, if all that is worth it. And Jack's pissed either way, and he just rolls out. He doesn't give a fuck. He, Pacey even says, like, you could have gotten me fired tonight, man. And Jack's just kind of like, what's your fucking point, dude? And he doesn't say that, but like, that's his attitude almost. Yeah. I mean, he does come back and bring him, like, a partial payment for, like, some of the shit that he broke and stuff. Well, yeah, but he still is just kind of, like, rolling with this frat thing for now. But we'll see how that plays out. So we're going to cut here to the Dawson, Jen, and Oliver situation, which also features some appearances by the power couple that we're going to find out about later. But in the beginning, it's Jen being all sweet and giving Dawson this like back-to-school package. Including the E.T. Trapper Keeper. She's so amused with herself. This whole like She is so happy with herself. Like, I feel like she almost doesn't even care if Dawson likes it or doesn't like it. Because he leaves that trapper keeper behind. And she's she's like, honey. And he's like, oh, yep. I couldn't believe I forgot that. (laughs) But she doesn't care. (laughs) She, uh, you can just tell that they're really happy. It's pretty funny. And that happiness actually leads to her almost losing her show. Yeah, she's got a whole issue. Like, you can sum up. and, And that's the. Because a lot of this focuses more on Dawson, but the main gist of Jen is, like, this relationship is making her too happy. And she almost loses her job because of it, but she finds a way to be pissed. 
Dawson goes back to this freak school. Like you said, he's fully in the freak school. And Oliver finds him right away. And he's taking him around. He's introducing him to people. While at the same time, insulting all of them. Oh, yeah. He's like, uh, he's calling Elmo Emu. And Bert and Ernie, he's all like, these guys are lame. And uh, what was it, Big Bird? He calls them Smalls. Smalls Bird. Smalls, just Smalls. No, I heard him call him Smalls Bird. Uh, maybe. But like Oscar's just like, and then Dawson's like, dude, Oscar, I think I'll just like introduce myself because you are harassing everybody in this room. And so he goes his own way. And Oscar's all like, all right, man. All right. I'm going to go over here and just check a vibe, bro. So we we cut over to Jen running the show and Audrey calls in, first caller of the show. And she's like, um, why is it called a booty call if booty doesn't mean sex? And Jen's just like, um, uh, listen, there's more to life than booty, y'all. Don't worry about the booty. And Audrey's like, listen, I thought I called to talk to Jennifer Lindley. What's going on here? Yeah. What's happening? And Jen just happily moves on to the next caller. It's no problem. But you can tell it's weird. Because when was the last time you saw Jen, like, giddy? Maybe never on this show? No, yeah. At least not like that. I don't think ever. So we leave her on that note, and then we go back to Dawson. And he's watching a movie in one of the theaters there, and Dawson, or uh, Oscar's right behind him. And he's all like, hey, bro, here, I got this for you. And he drops a script in his lap, and Dawson's like... Hold up, bro. What's this? And he's like, I'll do this. My script. You're going to be the director. It's a gigantic fucking script, too. It's huge. And yeah, and he's like, direct my shit, dude. Oh, also, sick trapper keeper, bro. Yeah. And then like Dawson's like, man, I don't even know if I want to do this. He's like, I'm pretty sure I don't want to do it. But then he reads the script and he's like, damn it. He's like, I like this movie. He's like, I got some changes I want to do. Well, yeah, he goes he goes back home on like. I just don't know if I want to do it. He goes back home on like a lunch break. and He's talking with Jen about it. And she's like, listen, bro, I think you need to do it. He's like, yeah, I just don't want to direct anyone else's material right now. I just want to do my own shit. And Jen's like, yeah, but do you have any, like, unproduced material lying around I haven't heard about? Like, um, I didn't, are you working on anything? And I'm sitting there yeah, thinking. Yeah, she's totally just riveting. Well, I'm sitting there thinking, like, she's using the Gale approach. If you got to push him, if you want him to do something. She's already learning that lesson and, like, applying it here. Um, and he's like, I don't know if I want to make that kind of commitment. And she's like, listen, bro, I see you right now talking about this script. You got this twinkle up in your eyes. Like, you're ready to do this thing. I think you need to consider it for real. And and he's all like, he's like, yeah, but what if you're the reason for the twinkle? And she's like, oh, I am part of the reason for the twinkle. But also, I got to go right now because my producers want to talk to me. Can't be a big deal. Let's not worry about that right now. So we come back to Dawson at the freak school. He's taking notes in his E.T. Trapper Keeper. And some other students are looking at him. You can see, you can tell they're giving him that judgmental, like, Look at this Spielberg nerd. Fuck this guy. Kind of like laughing at him. When Oliver earlier was like, bro, that's sick. So you know Oliver's on his side. And he pops up right now. He's like, bro, did you read my script? I got a shooting schedule. Like, I'm ready to do this tomorrow. Like, let's go. Toss like, I got some notes for you. Oliver's like, good. Let's go to lunch. Let's talk about those notes. And just like drags Dawson and they fucking go to lunch. And then that turns into going to dinner, and that kind of pisses Jen off when after after Oscar fires Dawson because of disagreements over the. You're trip. jumping over Pacey's appearance here, because we find out while Jen stops at Civilization to chat with Pacey that her producers are saying you're too happy 
your show sucks and we're going to fire you if you don't turn it around. And she comes to the realization that her relationship is what's made her show suck. And Pacey's like, well, what the fuck are you going to do? And then Dawson calls her and she answers, oh, hey, my little pumpkin. And Pacey just (laughs) says to himself, oh, you are so fired. Yeah, and that's what I loved about Pacey and Audrey in this. Like nothing really advanced their own personal storylines, but they moved everything else along, and they were funny as hell in their roles. Like it was perfect for them. They didn't need to do anything major because they do more in the next episode. But they made themselves known as an integral part of the social group, which is all you can really ask for. Certain characters got to step back in some episodes. Well, it would make the most sense that he would step back. Because he doesn't go to school and there's no reason for him to be involved in a lot of these things. Also, it gives them another place to go to uh-huh. in order to see Pacey yep. specifically. Well, we see Jen obviously goes there. Jack and the frat bros go there at some point. Like, And now Audrey's working there. So it's becoming the place to go. Kind of like what uh, the Ice House used to be or, yeah, or Leary's yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresh Fish used to be for a hot minute. Or, yeah, the fresh fish, friends, family, filmatorium, funeral home, farm, all the other f words. Okay, fuck. That's the last one. So Jen's up in the in Graham's attic room, looking at a bunch of like men's magazines, including a penthouse, and she's trying to find her edge. And Dawson comes up, and he's like, "Those are not my magazines." <laughs> and she does yeah he's like dude dude those are not mine those are not mine she's like no 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 i have lost my head and then he's like and it's all your fault and he's like what no he's like you and she's like she's like you made me happy you son of a bitch and he's like well you look really cute with a penthouse in your lap if that means anything and he dawson's just kind of like listen here's the deal um oliver's coming to dinner with us to talk about this script and Jen's excited that Dawson's decided to work on this, or is at least thinking about deciding to work on it. Yeah. And he's still just kind of like, yeah, I'm probably not going to do it. And all of a sudden, after, right after Jen says it's cool that Oliver can come, he just hops his head up into the room. He's like, see, I told you she was going to say yes. And Dawson's like, I told him, wait downstairs. And he, this guy does not know boundaries. But he also, looking at Jen, goes, nice porn. <laughs> I did not catch that. Yeah, he's like, see, I told you it's fine. Nice porn. And then he immediately turns around and goes back downstairs because Dawson and Jen just stare at him. They don't even say anything. They just stare at him. Like, Oliver is really funny. And the way that they've been writing Dawson to, like, interact with him has been mostly really funny. Um, So they go and they go to dinner and they're talking and they're both not listening to Jen at all. Oscar's even fucking taking the last piece of pizza when Jen's trying to grab it. And things just break down and Oscar runs out. He's like, I'm done with this bullshit. And he fires Dawson. And Dawson's like to Jen, can you believe that guy? And the look on Jen's face is, I can't believe either of you two fucking idiots right now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in the morning, he knocks on her door. He's like, yeah, I could have handled that better. Oscar, like, I get it. He reminds me of myself. I don't think I'm ready to direct some shit. Or I do think I'm ready to direct some shit. And Jen just, like, doesn't care. And so finally Dawson's like, are you mad at me right now? Jen's like, yeah, I'm fucking mad at you, idiot. I've been mad at you since fucking last night. Well, you and Oscar treated me like shit, you fucking moron. And all of a sudden she's like, oh my god, I've got it back. 
thanks, honey. Like, kisses him and runs out the door. And he's got no clue what the fuck is going on. That I thought was really funny. Because she got over what would have probably been a small argument anyway. Because it inspired her to be able to go back to the radio show and just hold it down and not get fired. Yeah. She just has to find that anger every morning before she goes to work. Well, someone in her life is going to do something stupid if this shows any indication. (laughs) Well, Dawson ends up agreeing to direct the film after Oliver gives him like a pretty good piece of advice. Because Dawson had been talking about wanting to just like coast and like kind of avoid anything. And Oliver's like, if you coast through life to not feel good so you don't feel anything bad, that's just like a terrible way to live. And Dawson's like, shit, man, I really want to direct your film. But also, why aren't you directing your film? And he's like, oh, that's because I'm going to be the, the superstar main actor, the lead. And he like takes off and Dawson chases him down. Uh, Oliver, I think we might need to talk about that. It's like, it's like Oscar, you can't. And that just ends. So we're going to come back to that thread in a bit, but we're going to jump back and we're going to talk about our homeboy Jack as we move into episode 14, Gorilla Filmmaking, because shit kind of bubbles up to a major head at the frat house here, because in the beginning he comes up into the, the common room and you can tell shit's real tense with him and all the boys in the room, especially with the head bro. But- yeah, and... I kind of wrote down that it seemed like Goatee was like Jack's really true, only true friend in the frat. Well, once like Cooter starts talking about this Kagger at a sorority later, everyone kind of rolls out and Goatee hangs out with Jack. And he's like, man, uh, Jack says, he's like, I feel like I, it's really hard for me to apologize at this point. I feel like an idiot around these guys. And so Goatee does his usual, like, ribbing, but he's being funny. He's like, yeah, stop stressing. You are an idiot. But Jack gets it at this point. Like, he gets that that's his kind of humor. So Jack laughs. Like, the idea that these two are kind of, yeah, that's his only ally now. He had had bro for a minute, but that's obviously out the window now. At, at yeah. least for a while, for the time being. They got to sort their shit out. Um, so later on in the day, Jack's just chilling mm-hmm. and Goatee comes up to him. And I guess the the rest of the frat house went to watch the gymnastics team. That's that's the is that what that's happened? the kind of frat house we're dealing with here. They went to spend whatever afternoon or evening or at early day whatever they went to watch the gymnastics team. That's what we're dealing with. And goatee seems odd. Goatee not gonna. I mean, I get it, but it's a weird thing to go do as a group activity. It might be weird to go do by yourself. I don't know group or doesn't matter it's weird either way these two stay back was there a meet or oh, no, they said practice just they said practice oh that's weird <laughs> well either way it's just i mean i thought it would have been weird to just go to them like having a show well that's how we get jack and goatee alone in the house and they're playing madden initially and goatee yeah yeah yeah, yeah goatee's yeah. the page and then i wrote down i even wrote down i was like man i totally called that goatee is game. well Hold on. I find it interesting, not so much that Goatee picked the Patriots, because that's a local team, but the, but the yeah. Jack was the Bears. Yeah, that was it. I, I caught that. I was trying to think, was there a tie to Chicago? Like, did his dad work in Chicago sometimes? Someone 
Chicago's come up. I think at some point Chicago. Was I think it Chicago's Jacobs? been referenced a handful. Or was times. it Miss Jacob? Well, Highland Park was definitely referenced recently for Charlie Michael yeah. Murray, but I think it was either Miss Jacobs or Mister uh, McPhee that had business in Chicago or family in Chicago or something. I think it's possible both of them. Or maybe it was um, Principal Green. Maybe I don't know. It doesn't matter. Well, now they're in the room. Pretty sure Chicago has come up at least a handful of times. They're in the room, and they're laying on the floor with each other on their backs, and Goatee's asking him about like, what it felt like when he realized he was gay, and this whole thing kind of leads to the point where it feels like the tension in the room is someone's going to kiss someone, and Jack just kind of gets up away from it. And he's like, yeah, uh, you just want to watch some more TV? And Goatee's like, nah, man, I'm just going to roll. Don't worry about it. I'm going to take off right quick. And it was weird. The the tension in the room it changed from sexual. He's like, I'm gonna go watch some girls volleyball. Definitely not boys basketball. Definitely not boys wrestling either. Would never or, or swimming. Never would never do it. Doesn't matter. Track and field. I would never go and look at that. Just don't. Please don't think about me thinking about that, Jack. I'll never do that, Jack. Bro, bro. I forgot to call you bro, 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 bro. 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 Well, so he puts the bro mode back on because Jack's in his room later and here comes Cooter and head bro. And they're like, bro, Eric told us what happened. Goatee. Sorry. Goatee told us what happened. And Jack's like, yeah, what happened? I don't I don't think anything happened. He's like, what about playing Madden? He's like, yeah, whooped his ass. And bro. Actually, I don't know if that's what he no, said. I don't remember what he said, but bro's like, nah, man, that you tried to kiss him. And Jack's like, Ex- he's like, bro, are you serious, bro? Excuse me, bro. And they're like, bro. He's like, bro, really? You are serious. This is bullshit. Bro, I don't think you understand, bro. This shit's real serious, bro. And Jackson, well, it don't make sense, bro. So fuck you. I'm moving out right now. Yeah, he's like, dude, fuck this bullshit. He's like, I didn't do that. This fucking guy knows I didn't do that. And he's just saying some stupid shit, trying to cover his ass. Because I'm pretty sure that dude is gay, and he doesn't want to say that he is gay. But I don't understand. Here's the thing, though. I said it. Here's the thing, though. There is no cover his ass here, unless he thinks Jack's going to go gossip about it. Although Jack's made his stance on gossip pretty apparent, I would say. He doesn't like it. What would Jack... What does that guy stand to lose from that moment happening and him never saying anything? Jack's never going to say anything. That moment can die right there if the shame within him about who he may or may not be is so great that he needs to forget that that moment exists. He can just let it disappear. But he decides to flip it on its head and fuck Jack big time. No, he's like, nah, man, I'm doubling down in the wrong direction. And so as Jack's leaving the house with tears in his fucking eyes, because Jack, whether he was misguided or not, Jack did find that sense of community here. He did truly have a connection. There's no denying that. Yeah. I agree. Like that's that was I obviously was the forefront of shouting that. You liked it. I knew it didn't turn out well and I wouldn't have cheered for it even if I knew that it did or didn't know what happened at all. Uh, either way. But you definitely were like, yeah, 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 and I, that's true though. He did. He found it. He found out that how wrong that was and how wrong that can be and how careful you have to be with who you put your full trust in. But as he's leaving, Goatee just... He's all like, hey, Goatee, he happens to just you need to get yourself some fucking help. Because you got, you got 
fucked but up. But you're, you're going into it like it's a normal thing that as he's walking out the door, Goatee just happens to be standing 20 feet behind him over his shoulder with a silhouette lighting kind of going on and no one else is around. Like, that was a weirdly cinematic shot that made no sense to me in the context of a frat house. But... He got to say his piece, which is what you were just saying, and which is true. I hope you find the fucking help you need, you crazy bitch. Yeah. And he walks out. And you know from the look on Goatee's face that he knows what Jack is saying is right. Whether or not Goatee is gay or bi or whatever, he's fucking not right with himself. No matter who he is. And he needs to yep. fucking figure that he shit needs to out. Go get himself some therapy. So the last we see of Jack here is him sitting on a bench later, waiting for a bus or doing something. He goes to light up a cigarette when Jen sits down by him. She takes that cigarette and throws it away. And she's like, "What the fuck happened to you, bro?" And he's all like, "Bro, you think Graham's let me move back in, bro?" Well, he says like everything since I caught that football has been a goddamn blur. I don't know what happened. And then he brings up something about Notting Hill, and I don't remember. Maybe that's a reference to something I've forgotten. But they both kind of laugh uh, about it. No, I think they brought it up earlier in the episode. Oh, I missed when, it. When uh, uh, Goatee had referenced it. Oh, yeah, I must have missed that. And and Jack's like, oh, I really like that. It's a movie, right? It is. It's a movie. Right. Um, So we're going to leave Jen. Like, we're done with Jack here for now. We're going to leave Jen for a moment. And we're going to jump over into the hot and smoldering Joey and Wilder department. All right. Oh, yeah, I see you shaking your head on the video. For everyone at home, Chuck's over there shaking his head. What do you got to say that's making you shake your head? Well, I mean, I just like, okay, so they are cutting to the class, right? And I'm like, dude, this has got to be kind of fucking weird unless you're just like real cool about it, right? <laughs> and Joey is not real fucking cool about it. And she even is like, dude, I'm going to have to drop this fucking class, man. Like, this is fucking weird me the fuck well, he's out. He's pressing the button. And he's pressing she the button, too. He's pressing that button. She like... She like confronts Wilder about it, and he's all like, "Dude, I am so sorry, Joey." And he's all, she's like, "You won't have anything to be sorry about." She's like, "I fucking wanted it. I was fucking soaking because of it, and I might just need to drop your class because I just want to jump you the entire fucking time I'm you in there." You just jump to like the end of that whole thing. I just kept. That's going. like the last conversation they have. Uh, so oh, here, I'm sorry, here, but I no, just... but here you are diminishing Audrey, who pops up into the storyline. You're talking about diminishing a motherfucker. At first, it starts out where she's like, listen, that was weird. He's like, yeah, that was weird. And she's like, yeah, I got something to say about it. And he's like, well, then say it. And she's like, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. I'll tell you about it later. She goes back to her room, storms in, and she's like, this guy is unbelievable. And Audrey's like, yeah, he didn't even remember her first name. That's ridiculous. And we'll get to what that means later. Because yeah. Joey's like, who? And Audrey's like, What? Who are you talking about? Oh, right. Yeah, Wilder. Unbelievable. And I was just like, oh, that was so fucking smooth and so funny. Well, so from there, because Audrey's like, or before Joey leaves, she's like, wait, who are you talking about? And I just like, don't worry about it. Get the fuck out of here. So Wilder's at home working later. He looks out his window and there's Joey Potter on the sidewalk, marching back and forth, practicing some sort of speech. And that's when she's like, bro. I'm not here for an apology. I'm sorry that you kissed me, but I don't need you to apologize for fucking anything. So we're going to shake hands. We're going to have this silent understanding that this doesn't mean a goddamn thing. And I'm going to walk the fuck out of here. And that's when she walks up and shakes his hand. And she's like, 
man, dog, but you just like make me want to not go another place right now. And he's like, mm, well, then why don't you just stay around for a little while, baby girl? And so he. And then she gets a phone call and she's all like, mother. Fucker. They are centimeters away from kissing, and that phone starts vibrating, and she's got to go. And so we'll pick back up with where she's got to go once we get there, because we're going to jump over to Leary's Fresh film set right now. And that's back... Wait, aren't you going to say that she... Hold on. ...immediately... Hold... Oh, oh, yeah, no, I left that ...runs up. back yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. and fucking plants one right on fucking gene and i'm just like oh snap yeah as she goes to leave she turns right back around and plants one on his lips so your whole run was knocked right out of the park gene wilder joey potter locking lips Boom. and that's where again and that's where we'll leave them and we'll find out where joey's running to later and we're gonna jump all the way back to the beginning and back to her dorm room actually where they're filming audrey and oliver working together and Audrey is not enjoying her time with Oliver at all. No, yeah, she's like she's like, dude, you don't even know how to fucking like kiss a woman. Also, you don't know how to write a script. And Oliver's like, "Excuse me?" And we see that Jen is helping Dawson direct. We see that Pacey's running the boom mic. So like, it's kind of like an old school project where his buddies are jumping in and helping out. We also see him like grab Audrey and go, listen, I just need you to do this right now. Get it together. Get things going. And we, like, he's in command of this film set. So it's it was really cool to see. It's the first time since season, what was that, two, that he filmed that movie with Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah. I mean, he did the one with A.I. Brooks, but and we saw parts of it, but it was that different. was shot different. I mean, like having a set, like filming a movie, yeah. not a documentary. Like I'm not not to diminish the documentary, but it's a different style of filming. But it was good to see him back, like sitting in a director's chair like that with a whole crew behind him. And here, so here's something we talked about last time about where Pacey was going to end up living now that he had to get off the boat. Well, for right now, he's just living in civilization. Which I feel like is weird. If he's got money, why is he just living in the fucking restaurant? Because that makes no fucking sense. You've got the option to live at Graham's, more than likely rent fucking free. Bro, does it? Do you see? Like, does it seem like it bothers him that he's living in civilization? Though I feel like it could get him fired. Oh, it could absolutely. Well, it's not going to get him fired because Danny wouldn't fire him. He would get a reprimand and be told to leave, and Danny would probably actually point him in the direction of a good place that he could go rent. So it'd probably end up working out just fine for Pacey. He's not going to get fired because he's sleeping there. He's saving a little... Just saying, it's a possibility. Unlikely, sure. Possibility, absolutely. But... Because I feel like Danny, there's got to be somebody above Danny, right? No. He doesn't own civilization. Oh, the owner's probably not just going to pop in in the morning like that, though. Unlikely. Could happen. Unlikely. Again, it doesn't... You're running the risk of the slight possibility. It's Pacey Witter. That is the slightest of risks that he's definitely going to run because it's working out for him. He's getting laid right here with someone whose name he doesn't remember as Audrey Witnesses. Because she's... Yeah, Rena or Gina. Audrey shows up and she's like, hey, uh, you promised me you were going to run lines with me last night. Like, you told me that last night. We're going to do it today. He's like, yeah, I don't remember that at all. I can't help you with that. And so Rena comes in and he's called her Gina. And she gets pissed and as she's leaving, she's like, yeah, have a nice life, Stacy. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> so did Audrey. She seemed to be really amused by that as well. 
So we go check on Dawson again. He's up in the attic. He's looking at dailies. Him and Jen are talking about it. And Dawson's like, this movie is just, it's gotten away from me. Oliver sucks dick. We need to get him the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. I wrote down Oscar sucks at acting. (laughs) Well, it just so happens that Oscar shows up. And Dawson's like, we got to talk, bro. You're fired from acting. And Oliver's like, I would say you're wrong. But also, you're the director. So you're right. And Dawson's like, oh, cool. But then Oliver's like, how are you going to recast me today, though? Yeah. And so they find, of all people, C.M.M. Charlie Michael Murray. Dun, 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 dun. Jen's the one who brings him up. And immediately Dawson's on board. But then Jen's like, no, 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 no. We can't have him around here. But... Dawson knows he's perfect. And when you hear him read the lines later, you're like, oh, it's just Charlie Michael Murray's character that that that, oh, yeah, that Oliver has written. Like, hello. So she goes over and knocks on his door and she's like, I need a favor. Why would I help you, motherfucker? And she's like, you get to make out with a hot girl. And he's like, step into my office. And he's like, ah, oh, score. Step into my office. I'm in. Um, so he shows up later and he's reading to Dawson and Oliver and they're like, yeah, he's in. It's good. And Dawson's like, also, now that we're changing things, like you being out of this movie and Charlie Michael Murray, Charlie Michael Murray being in, your ending also sucks. And we probably need to change that too. Yeah. And Oliver's like, no. He's like, oh, now I'm my. He's like, now my fucking whole movie sucks. Then, huh? Huh? Yeah. He's like, no. It's a. He's like, nah, man. He's like, most of it's good. He's like, the ending kind of blows, and your acting is uh, atrocious. And Oliver's like, listen, I get it about the acting. I conceded there, but the ending, it makes perfect sense. She breaks his heart, so he shoots her dead. Like that's a normal ending. And Dawson's like, yeah, I actually love it, but I also think it doesn't make sense here. So we cut away from that whole thing, and we got Audrey and Pacey in the dorm room running lines. And Audrey's like, I'm gonna act it out this time, and I want you to take notes. And, you know, want you to let me know what happens or like how good it was or whatever at the end. So as she's reading it, she straddles him and then they just start making out like. Well, yeah, because it's like an acting thing into like them really going at it. And then like she's like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. And she gets up and and, and he's just like, huh? Huh? And she's like, she's like, so do you have any notes? <laughs> and he's like, it's like notes. nope and so they cut (laughs) the next thing we see is them on set now and they're filming and it's charlie michael murray and audrey making out and she's like you can't fucking kiss me either idiot you just keep ramming your tongue down my throat what is this bullshit and then we get to the point we're trying to run it again and charlie can't remember his lines and now dawson's getting pissed and he's like for the love of god just say your line and i love seeing a pissed off dawson when it's righteous yeah when it makes sense for it to be there and not just out of nowhere so he cuts it again and audrey slaps charlie michael murray and she's like i can't do this in front of pacey pacey you are a terrible boom mic operator (laughs) she just storms out of there that was really funny (laughs) yeah because it's like oh everyone there has gonna be like excuse me and so pacey's talking to dawson about it he's like so hypothetically what if I told you I might know why Audrey's a little bit irritable today? Dawson's like, don't talk to him hypothetically. Just fucking talk to me. He's like, yeah, I kissed her. Dawson immediately, you idiot. Yeah, it was, it was funny. 
But then we got Oliver coming up, and he's complaining about Charlie and Michael Murray with the script notes, and Jen's getting pissed off about it. And so we, we see Pacey stop her from beating his ass again. It's the second time he saved Charlie from her. And then fucking Joey strolls up on in this bitch. When her and Charlie and Michael Murray made some eye contact, too, did you clock that? No, nah, I didn't even really pay attention to it, because she's still in Gene Wilder's fucking mind. She's all like, dude, I'm going to be blowing this teacher who's, like, got to be 10 years older than and me. I, but I don't, Minimum. I don't remember, but all I'm saying is Charlie and Michael Murray's made it a point to just keep popping back up this season. Like, you think he could be oh, gone? Yeah. Like, he could have reasonably been written off a couple of times already, but he just keeps strolling back in and strolling back in. I could easily back in. see him just keep dropping out and then maybe coming back in and then being dropped out again. He's just a, one of those characters. There's not a lot of depth behind him. No, that's... He's, he's what Drew Valentine kind of started out as. Or more... He's like one of the football players from the first season. Uh, Belinda. Or the second B- Belinda, season. the head cheerleader. Cliff. Was that her name? Cliff. Well, Cliff got a little bit more play. Um, well, he's turning into who Cliff. Was the guy, I mean, he's getting more play. Who was the guy with the Jeep that picked up uh, Joey and there was the fake pregnancy thing? What was his name? Eddie? No. Dude, wasn't he gay too? No. I think we might have implied that... The idea was he couldn't get it up, not that he was gay. I don't think they implied he was well, gay. I think you assumed that, but I don't think it was actually implied. Let's move on. We don't need to go back to season one talk. Not, dude, Eddie was so gay. I, I don't want to. I don't. We don't have enough information. It makes way more. We sad don't have enough information. That, like, My stance is this: we don't have enough information. A kid. It doesn't matter. Is it is it likely that a kid is going to have erectile dysfunction? It's not likely. A lot of the arguments either of us made either of us have made on this show, but it doesn't mean we don't make them. But that doesn't mean we need to go back over them again <sighs> right now. Let's man. let's move along. Eddie, no, was I'm going to say we don't have enough info, and that you can't I'm still possibly stake in the claim. Stake it all you want, but I will never agree with you ever. I don't need Shut you up. to agree Shut with up. me. I know what's Shut up. <laughs> so, Pacey's, or Dawson's like, listen, Pacey, Joey, go get Audrey. Oliver, shut the fuck up and go talk to Charlie Michael Murray about the script. Sort it out. That's your Jen, job. go fucking home. I will be home when this shit is gone, but you're going to try to kill someone, and I can't have that happen. I got to get this shit done. She's like, okay, fine. I'll go. So then we got Joey and Pacey going to get Audrey. And Audrey's like, did something happen? Or Joey's like, did something happen between you guys? And Pacey tries to play it off, but he gives himself away. What does Joey say? Pacey, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's like, no, like an idiot because he was like, he's like, no, I'm not going to do this. Well, they get and in. And she's like, and they're, well, they're talking to Audrey and it's the same thing. Audrey's like, I feel like I would betray you if I did this. And Pacey was kind of feeling the same way. Yeah. And she's like, no. He's, she's like, she's like, why wouldn't I want either of you to be with each other? She's like, you're both great people. You're both single. Why not? Just because I happen to have, like, dated Pacey? Like, nah, man. So Joey gives her nod of approval to... Yeah, she does give a nod of approval. Absolutely. That's why I, I, I wrote it down and I capitalized nod and approval. Because that's a that's a, a proper term in the Cree chat world. The nod of approval yeah. is a very serious thing that was not given lightly, as we've seen. No, no. 
But this season has been full of nods. Pacey's been nodding to everyone about everything. Joey's learning to start. Well, yeah, nodding. he's just a nodder. <laughs> well, he drew the line at helping his boss cheat, but you know. <laughs> I mean, he did help. So Joey comes up. He just did nod. After that, <laughs> once he found out what was happening, he stopped helping at all, and there was no nodding, vigorous shaking of the head. Well, Joe, no, just shaking. So, yeah, just so Joey comes up to Dawson outside, and he's like, "Listen," or Joey asks him, "Are there any other crises I can help you manage before you leave?" He's like, "Yeah, only if you can fix the ending of this fucking movie because it sucks." And she's like, "Oh, okay, I'll make it snow." Well, she's like, yeah, it's really cynical for you. And he's like, yeah, I want to go back to being that high school kid with all the magic and shit. And she's like, did you ever stop to think that maybe I'm your sign? And as she leaves, she's like, it's going to be okay, man, for all of us. Like, she's channeling a real hippie And he's like, he's like, thanks, Joe. I'm going to go home and fuck Jen. Well, he's on set and we see his face. It's like he's had a fucking epiphany. And he, he runs past Oliver to grab the script. And Oliver's admitting. You mean an apostrophe? Yes, he's had an apostrophe. Um, and so he's walking up to Oliver to grab the script from him. And Oliver's like, yes, you're right. The ending is sucked. And Dawson's like, don't worry about it. And he goes up to Audrey, tells her what's going on. He whispers some secrets in her ear. And he goes and he's shooting. He's almost like giggling as he's shooting this new improvised ending that he's come up with. Because Charlie Michael Murray doesn't know what the fuck is going on either. Like, he's cut a bunch of shit. He's moved a bunch of shit. And it's all going really well. Pacey's loving it. He's watching it. Audrey's fucking killing it, and all of a sudden, it does. It starts to fucking snow. And weren't we just talking about this recently? Holiday episode, shit like that. Where's the snow? Here's the snow. Yup. And he gets his shot. He nails it. And they walk off hand in hand, and no one gets shot to death at the end of this movie. And uh, if you were catching my little apostrophe thing there, uh, you can check out our newest episode of 50 Randy Quaid's Hook, which is... Also available to stream and download today, the same as this Creek Chat episode. So Audrey and Pacey are walking home, and now they're just full on like making out with each other and like, oh no, you're not my type. Oh yeah, no, I know I'm not your type. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that's fully on, like you said. <laughs> no, yeah, it's on like Kong. But what we close on is Joey walking alone downtown in a very conspicuously dead downtown. No one around, literally. She decides it's time to play snowball baseball and make this ball and throw it at the sign. And it's all like, yay, happy Joey. And then we get a to-be-continued sign. Um, she also says this. And I'm paraphrasing here, but she goes, she picks up the snowball like she's the pitcher. And she goes, the count is two to three. And I was like, that's not how baseball works. Did she say two to three? She yep. said the count is two to three. Yeah, because I wrote it down because I was like, that's not how baseball works. That doesn't surprise me that Joey Potter doesn't know how baseball works. Either that or the writers don't know how baseball works. To me, it seems like that season one thing where she said the... She just said the thing The wrong. remote on the rewind of life. Like, she just kind of mixed it up. Or the writers are idiots, but this season especially, I'm leaning towards not the writers being idiots. <laughs> the editors being idiots. They don't have her come in and just do a voiceover and fix it if it's wrong. Either way, yeah. we're left with her alone downtown with a 2P continued. Now, I knew what happened in this next episode. 
But to me, it felt like without knowing what happens, that to be continued is a weird thing because it's not any different. Uh, that I literally wrote that. I wrote, then it fades to to be continued. What the fuck kind of ending is that? Because there's no context for what's going to happen. Because next. it just seemed like an ending where they slapped a fucking to be continued on. They are. And even after watching the next episode, I still go, fuck that to be continued. Because there's really not. It's just another fucking episode that picks up right where that one left off. I yeah, think... Typically, they do have a little bit of a time jump. But they've done it before in the past where they just pick right back up. Almost always in a much bigger moment, though. Like in the middle of a kiss or something like that. This was such... Yeah, not just at the natural end of and, an and episode. And that's why, like... The to be continued felt weird, no matter what. But I think because it was such an innocuous ending, it could have been any ending. Her just walking alone somewhere after throwing a snowball at something, which it was a weird enough ending. But you're not going to remember it enough to be like, okay, this is where we're going to pick up next episode. So I get why you put the to be continued because the next one literally. Well, I mean, you could just put her walking off again at the beginning of this episode signifying that we're picking right off where we left Well, they off. made the decision to do a to-be-continued, and it leads us into episode 15, Stupid. Downtown Crossing, which is a weird, weird, weird episode. Uh, yeah, believe me, I wrote that a lot of it's times. It's what proves to me... I wrote that, and I wrote what the fuck. Well, it's what proves... Numerous It's times. what proves to me that this show is... Because I did not know what the fuck was going on. It proves to me that this show is Joey's Creek and not Dawson's Creek. Episodes like these are where... Because when was the last time Dawson got an episode anywhere near like When was this? the last time any of the characters Never. on this show got an episode Never. like this? Never. Never. I specifically fucking wrote it down in here somewhere. Oh, I that's in my three-pack thoughts. So what it is, is she's going to the ATM. She's talking to Wilder, and she's like, bro, is it cool if I come by? He said, yeah, baby girl, call me David, and you can come by whenever you want. And she's like, let me... Wait, he he dropped a first name? Yeah, he... He's all like, call me Gene? Yeah, and they, well, <laughs> he said, yeah. And she's all like, she's all like, yeah, I can't wait to blow you. But while she's in there on the phone, well, while she's in there on the phone getting her $20, we see old fucking mugger boy outside just lurking behind the door. Just waiting. Yeah, that was creepy. And well, she comes outside. He's on the opposite side of the street, like, smoking a cigarette. And all of a sudden, he's on the same side of the street, jumping in front of her, going, Baby girl, you got any money I can borrow? I'm not going to mug you. I'm not going to rape you. I just want to borrow some money. She's like, well, those are some weird... But he's like, but I will do both if you don't give me the money. Well, she's like, yeah, I don't have anything. And he's like, no, listen, I'll walk you home. How about that? And she, like, gets away from him. And so finally he grabs her. He's like, no, I'm going to take that money from you now. And if you don't, and he flashes a gun. And so now yeah, and it, we escalate to a very serious situation, which we know by the opening credits. Well, yeah, because it transitions to a dark intro with some dark music, uh, leading me to once again go, what the fuck is happening? And this is why I love it, because it's not... A great episode. I'll say that. It's almost probably a bad episode. Almost definitely. Uh, it is an episode that, quite frankly, 
didn't really need to happen. But I love that they swung for the fences on whatever it was that they were going for here, and they spent an episode doing it. If anything, like I, what I believe this is, is a buffer episode, because they didn't have enough material to draw out all of the relationship storylines and shit they had going on. No, because there's not a lot of drama in any of it, which makes it so much better. But then you have to give us a trash like that. You, you couldn't have given us just some weirdness with everybody in the group not just fucking focusing on joey and her seemingly caring about people that she shouldn't fucking care about so i guess we don't need to break this down fully all the way what it ends up happening is while this guy fucks with her and teases her and brings her back to the atm and gets her to take out all the money she has in her savings which is like 500 500 507 dollars i did write that down and he gets it whatever he can get out and he takes off also after taking her fucking coat to but giving her her scarf back yeah asking for fucking dating advice what the fuck is going on well this guy's out of his fucking mind obviously she's being a dickhead right back to him as joey potter would be like she's not taking his shit and he's kind of enjoying it a little bit he even says to her at one point he's like in a different time and place you and i would have made a great couple you can't deny you're attracted to me, baby. And she's just like, you fucking disgust me, you idiot. So he ends up taking off and she's walking home later. But he comes up behind her again. And he's like waving out to her in the middle of the street when he gets fucking nailed by a car. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Why is he just stopping in the middle of the fucking road? Because he's, I think the idea is he is a drug dealing, heroin addict, junkie, idiot, loser. If they wanted to go that route, they should have made him look much worse than he looked. Because he didn't look as strong out as he was no. acting. He looked pretty healthy. That's that's part of the problem, I think, is they didn't make him look as strong out as he acted. So it felt kind of just off that he did look healthy, but he was acting like he was in the depths of a fucking problem. It, yeah, it was it, weird. It didn't seem to make too much sense to me. Well, Joey goes up after he gets hit. She takes her jacket back. Which she finds her money in, and then she goes to get her cell phone back from his hand to like call the ambulance. But he's like, no. And she's like, he's like, he's like, no, don't call the cops. And she's like, what the fuck, you're alive? I thought you were dead. So like, they end up talking while they're sitting there waiting, and he's not getting the ambulance. She lights a cigarette for him, and he's talking about his wife and how they met. I don't know why she's this nice. Like this would have ended right there with me. I would have been like, I'm like, fuck you, dude. Fucking, I'm gonna. I, I can't fucking move you because I know I'm not supposed to fucking move you, but I got to call the cops and the ambulance for you and then fucking fuck you. I'll wait for him, but I'm going to stand over there. Fuck you. Eat shit and die. Because they tell us why, because it's a story about Joey and her dad. She asks him here. I'm not saying it's good. I'm telling you I what understand it, is. it but, but I think it's fucking stupid. Well, she's like, she's like, I just like, I want to know why someone would do what you did my dad was the same kind of person as you. He chose the bad over the good, and I don't understand it. And that's when the cops and the ambulance pull up, and they get him, and she faints as she gets up. So they take her to the fucking hospital, too. So she's at the same place, and she gets up, and the doctor she's talking to calls this dude a creep, says that he's got internal, lots of internal bleeding, and he says it with a smile on his face. Oh, yeah, because the guy is a fucking scumbag. I still don't think that you should be, like, smiling about someone having internal bleeding as a professional in that situation. I think it's more of, like, he's trying to be like, yeah, the guy, the guy's kind of getting what he deserves. You're really fucking heated about this episode. I just want to point that out right now. 
it doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't disagree with you, but like you're and it, really it, like, heated about it. Well, because just it's just there's certain parts of it where I'm just like, I cannot understand your frame of thought and you're the victim here. Like, I don't get it. Why are you so fucking nice? Like, this guy's a bag of shit. They've laid it out for us because he reminds her of her dad. They I go get so it. Far. But then bro, the, bro. the big fucking payoff at the end of it. They, this what, they, lay, they lay it on so thick that they even bring in the mom and daughter that this man has. And the little girl is named Sammy with the little boy's name. Like she's Joey. She's got the shitbag father. And she's worried. You know, the mom's worried because the daughter loves her so much. And Joey's like, oh God, I was this little girl. Oh my. Like. They even just, they drive it home like that's what this is about. I'm not saying they should have spent an episode doing this, but they make it very clear why they're doing it. Oh, I get it. I just think it's stupid. Also, Homeboy tells her, like, because he calls for her at the hospital. Well, after his wife and daughter leave, because Joey's like, yeah, shouldn't you, like, give her a chance to say goodbye if things don't go well tonight or whatever? And mom's like, nah, we're rolling the fuck out of here for now. And the doctor comes up to her and is like, why the fuck are you still here? She's yeah. Like, uh, and I was like, you know, I agree with him. Why the fuck is she still there? But the doctor's like, well, it's a good thing because dude has asked for you instead of his wife. So what's up with that? Yeah. And so she's like, OK. So she goes back there and he's all like, he's like, yeah. So, Joey, I wanted to tell you exactly. Uh, I want to answer your question. There is no why. People just do the things that they do. And I was like, really? Really? That's the whole fucking episode is, oh, nothing. Just, you know, people no. are just going to do what the fuck they do. And I was that's like, not, I fucking knew that already. This is fucking it. stupid. That's not it, though. That's his answer. Then Joey is like, I know, but Joey I just, is like. This whole episode pissed me off. I understand, but you get irrationally. You're like, you're rationally mad about this because you're saying that was the whole point. No, and I'm not saying the whole point is good, but the next point with Joey. It's the payoff, going, though. It's I'm not, not the buying, whole point. It's the payoff of the entire fucking episode. It's really not the payoff of the entire episode. The payoff is what Joey walks away with. Yeah, the like, but she, Joey she, she helps the little girl or whatever like that. So she has a positive thought in her mind about it. I get it. Like it through all the fucking shit storm. Joey can still be fucking nice and happy, but I just don't fucking buy it. I just don't understand why you're so mad about Joey because being it a contradicts nice her character, not the character we've seen this season. I disagree with that. I'm not saying that this was right. But I'm not saying it's so far off base that I and can't believe the Joey other Potter reason doing why this. is this is season five, right? This is season five, episode fifteen. They want to pick now to do a fucking spotlight episode. Well, you don't know what happens after this. That's the thing. In context, how does this play out moving forward? I don't think like I don't remember, but I have a feeling you're just not going to be happy no matter what with at least Joey's character. Well, this is probably gonna be like this, this is probably gonna be like I got Audrey Jesus now. Christ. You're so quick to just fucking flip on a motherfucker, dude. Well, anyway, yeah. Joey tells the girl her dad actually helped him because dude ends up dying. She tells the girl, Dad helped me, he pushed me out of the way. And earlier he had told a story about how mom had let him walk his daughter to daycare and given him, because she's an idiot too, five hundred dollars to pay for gay daycare, but he just took it for heroin. So Joey takes the $500 he had taken out earlier and slips it in the mom's purse so she can pay for the daycare. 
So, like, Joey's above and beyond being nice here. Like, loving it. And then she rolls out and goes back home. And that's how we close that up. So let's hear about your overall three-pack thoughts. And please try and stay brief on how much you hated the third episode. Because I think we've heard a lot about it. Too much negativity on a place full of love, baby. Well, I can't I can't not be saying my three-pack thoughts. Okay, here's my three-pack thoughts. I'm just going to read the paragraph that I wrote that's after I initially watched this three-pack. Okay. What the fuck was that last episode? Why did episode 14 end with to be continued? Episode 15 was really weird. Out of place feeling for me. Um, I think this is the first time that an episode of The Creek has been completely focused on one single character with a few new one-off characters up for the episode. On the other hand, I really enjoyed the first two episodes of this three-pack. The Joe Jean dynamic, the Audrey Pacey... um, with joe's blessing come the fuck on that's awesome so we get that to look forward to also direct uh dawson's directing a movie that somebody else wrote uh cmm is back in the mix uh goatee is definitely gay and is jack leaving the house is he moving back into grams who the fuck knows jen's got her radio show back on the good graces and her happiness also we're gonna get um are we going to get more episodes just like this where the focus is entirely on one main character? If we do, I hope that they focus on better stories and not Joey. Okay, this, answer That your, episode sucked. Answer your own question right now. Do you think we get more like that? I assume we're going to get some more. You I really, don't know you if I'm so? super happy about that. You think we're going to get more like that? It's possible. I don't know. Why would they just do it for Joey? I hope we don't. I hope it was just one fucking episode where it's just like... We know this shit is weird, but we got nothing else. Um, also, I, I put, I was like, overall, I really like the three-pack. Just what the fuck was that last episode? I'm not going to disagree with you. I don't think I hate it as much as you hate it. And maybe part of that is I knew what it was going into it, but I also don't remember ever hating it like that. But let's move beyond that. Let's talk about your predictions for the next three-pack. I'm going to give you these next episode titles. First, we got episode 16. In a Lonely Place. Episode 17, Highway to Hell. And episode 18, Cigarette Burns. All right, so In a Lonely Place. Uh, Joe's feeling in a lonely place because she saw a man basically die in front of her when fucking the drug dealer guy just died in the last episode. She saw the thing that killed him happen to him and then she watched him die later. And then also, she doesn't have creepy Ethan anymore. She can't really just be running over to Jean with this shit because, like, I don't know. Like, so she's in, like, a lonely place. Because she just feels weird about it. You know, it's just Joe. Fucking, I really can't think that Audrey, Pacey, Dawson, or Jen are in lonely places. So that only leaves Jack, who's in a real low, lonely place. And he doesn't know what the fuck to do. He doesn't know whether or not the frat's got his back or he should just say fuck that. Whether or not he should just be like, Grams, can I move back in? And like, I just got to focus on my grades and doing good and trying to find a new guy. Maybe I'll call Toby up and be like, what up? Like, I fucked up. Maybe we should hook up. And Toby just be like, I don't know, bro. And he's all like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. 
I don't know if I should be saying bro so much anymore since I'm not in that frat life. And then Toby's like, do you like saying bro? And Jack's like, yeah, I like saying bro, bro. You think I don't like saying bro, bro? Come on, bro. Bro. Uh, What was that second one? Highway to hell. Yeah, highway to hell. So they're all going to a WWE pay-per-view, right? Come on. Back in the day, SummerSlam. I think that's what it was, right? Yeah, but that was like 1998. Yeah, so they're like they first they get into a time machine to go four years back in the future, five years back in the future, whatever year it is. I think it's two thousand three that we're in, right? No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure it's two thousand and two. Okay, maybe no, even we a couple years back then, four years. Highway to hell. What was the last one too? Cigarette, Cigarette burns. burns. I don't know. Jack was smoking. That's all I got for that. Maybe he's gonna try to quit. Maybe, maybe he. Burns a hole in Grams's couch, and Grams is like, "What the fuck, Jack? Why are you smoking in my fucking house? You can't be smoking in my fucking. House. You're gonna quit, and you know how you're gonna quit? I'm gonna buy you a carton of cigarettes, and I'm gonna watch you smoke the entire fucking carton, one cigarette at a time, over and over and over till they're all gone. And since Dawson's in my attic, you get to go do that in my new fuck base, fuck basement. Yeah, I'm not gonna fuck you there. That's weird, Jack. I am gonna just make you." Make you smoke a whole carton of cigarettes, though. You got anything else to say about In a Lonely Place, Highway to Hell, or Cigarette Burns? What's going on with Dawson? Like, what's he doing at all? Dude, Dawson is just directing the shit out of this movie. That's it? He just filmed, like, the final scene. It feels like they're going to wrap that up pretty quick. Hmm. I don't really know. I don't know. I feel like Dawson, or I feel like uh, Pacey and Audrey are just going to be going pretty hot and heavy. Or Joey's going to end up going down the highway to hell with fucking... Uh, Gene. You think so? Can you tell me what that means exactly? That means they're gonna fuck! So you think Gene and Joey are gonna lay some pipe on the highway to hell? Yeah, they're gonna be like, yeah, 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 let's go to Satan. Let's go to Satan and spread them. That sounds like something Joey would definitely say. (laughs) She's like, we're on a highway to heck, baby. Let's have some sex. Anything else you got? So Jack's lonely. Joey and Wilder are going to fuck. Pacey and Audrey probably already fucked. Oh, I think that's not even a storyline. No, yeah. I think as soon as they got the nod of approval, they did the underwear drop of approval. Oh, yeah. Right there in that bathroom. I don't know. We're going to get more Oscar. No more creepy Ethan. He's gone. Where's the drama going to come from in this three-pack? Because you know it's going to come from somewhere. Someone's going to... That's the highway to hell, man. When Ooh, they're going to... Someone's going to find out. It's going to get leaked. Oh, that about Wilder Joey and Wilder. And, that Wilder and Joey are fucking... The other drama is going to be whether or not Jack's going back to the frat. You think he's going to... Oh, that's over. You got to know that's over. And I don't remember for sure, but you got to know that's over. Can't believe it's 100% over. He might still be with the frat, just not living there. Everyone hates him or has turned on him at this point. Why the fuck would he go back there? I don't know. It's not the bro. It doesn't offer the brotherhood he thought it did. What's the point in going back? I don't know. I'm just saying. Nah. I'm just saying. Again, I don't remember, but if it were me... You know, we're in that situation. I, why the fuck would I do that? Well, you can hear me and Chuck speculate on that. You can hear us make predictions. Or, well, him make predictions. You can hear me make breakdowns. You can listen to us call characters by the wrong names. And you can do all of that on Spotify, at a podcast, or, of course, at 50randyquades.com. Uh, like Chuck said, today's hook 
So if you come here for the Creek Chat content and you don't listen to the main feed, go ahead and jump on over there. Do yourself a favor and listen to this episode about Hook. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Some good shit. Well, you go do that. And until next time, we We be be creaking. creaking.